This is Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News with Libby Collins. And it is going to be one quick show this morning because Green Bay Game Day gets underway at 9 o'clock this morning. And we'll find out a little bit later on today how the Packers are going to be doing for the rest of the season. Uh, This has been quite a week for me because I had the opportunity to talk with former Attorney General Bill Barr. You know, it it was really a unique opportunity to speak with someone who had served under two presidents, first under President Bush back in the 90s, and more recently, President Donald Trump. Former Attorney General Bill Barr, you have the distinction of serving two non-consecutive terms as Attorney General. Only one other person has done that in the history of this country. I have to ask you this question. Of all those indictments that former President Trump faces, which one do you think should concern him most? You know, I think the most serious one and the one that I think has the most legitimacy is the one about the documents in Mar-a-Lago, because that accuses him of pretty outrageous acts of obstruction if if the allegations are true. But on the other and therefore, I think that's the most serious one. But on the other hand, that may not be tried before the election. The one that is more likely to be tried before the election is the January 6th case. And I think that's a harder case. But, you know, that will be tried, and he faces risk in that case as well. I personally think the cases in New York are political, and uh, I think they've actually backfired. Uh, The people who brought them wanted to hurt Trump, and I think they ended up helping him. And I think the case in uh, Georgia is, is much too broad and sweeping. So I think the most significant cases are the federal cases. Knowing what you know now, do you believe Donald Trump is fit to be president? I don't think Biden is anywhere near fit to be president, and I prefer not to have Trump as president. I think that there are other Republican candidates who are capable of winning massive victories to serve for at least two terms, and then possibly, like Reagan and Bush, have three terms. And I think we need something like that to turn the country around. And I think uh, that's the most important thing for the Republican Party. And I, I think Trump you know, will have, he may lose the election. And if he doesn't lose, it'll be a very tight election. And I think that that's throwing away a golden opportunity for the Republican Party to make the kind of fundamental uh, change in direction that we need to get this country back on track. So I've made clear that I would rather have another candidate than Donald Trump for the Republicans. But I certainly think that Biden is not fit for the presidency either. And I think our country can do better than a rerun of Biden versus Trump. Generationally, I'm wondering what the hell is going on. I mean, we had three baby boomers in a row, and then we went to somebody who was even before a baby boomer. Biden, it's time for younger leadership to step forward. Former Attorney General Bill Barr, thank you so much. And one last word from you, if Anybody out there wants more information about the fentanyl crisis, where can they go? I think the DEA drugs website has a lot of really good information on fentanyl. Sir, it's been an honor talking with you. Thank you so much for spending time with us. Thank you, Libby. And, of course, we talk with former Attorney General Bill Barr about that fentanyl crisis a little bit later on this morning. Um, So many people have been affected by it. And, uh, you know, through the years I've had opportunities to talk with a lot of people who have lost family members because of these fentanyl overdoses. And it's such a painful thing. And we're going to find out from President, or we're going to find out from Attorney General 
uh, bar exactly where those drugs are coming from and who's responsible. Uh, it is a holiday week. <laughs> There's no doubt about that, because a lot of people are packing up those cars and the suitcases, and they're getting ready for that holiday travel. Mark Cass is going to be joining us in just a couple minutes about uh, how many people are going to be flying out of Mitchell Airport over the next couple weeks. We've got Adam Roberts here in the newsroom. Isaac's pushing those buttons. And in just two minutes, it's Matt Sossler and sports. 42 degrees at 813 on WTMJ. With no Malik Beasley or Chris Middleton, the Bucks had to rely on their younger players in their 146 to 114 win over Detroit. And I, but I love our approach of coming in and taking care of business early. The five, first five minutes were critical. I thought we set the tone, and Marjan was a big part of that. I thought we had just great contributions from everyone. You know, AJ coming in, Dre was great. Uh, Bobby had it going. Um, it was just uh, another total team effort. But I, I love our approach to the. Head coach Adrian Griffin, Marjan Beauchamp, and Andre Jackson Jr. scored the team's first seven points as the Bucks tied a team season high. The Bucks are back in action in the second leg of the back-to-back tonight against the Houston Rockets. Coverage on WTMJ starts at 5.30. Brewers closer Devin Williams was named to the All-MLB second team. He finished 2023 with 54 saves and 337 strikeouts. The All-MLB team was introduced in 2019 and combines both the American and National Leagues into two teams of the best players from the previous season. The 6-7 and seven Packers have a long injury report ahead of their contest against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's the nature of our business, and you got to get other guys ready to play, and, um, you know, we're not the only team that goes through that. So I mean, Tampa was missing a bunch of guys last week. Um multiple people on the defense side of the ball and so we all have we all have our similar issues. Packers head coach Matt LaFleur, defensive backs Jair Alexander, Darnell Savage, and linebacker Quay Walker all are questionable. Kickoff from Lambeau Field is scheduled for noon. I'm Matt Sossler, WTMJ Sports. Thanks a lot, Matt. We've got a lot of fog and drizzle. It is cloudy out there. We're going to have your forecast in just a minute. And also, Mark Cass from the Milwaukee Business Journal is going to join us right here on WTMJ. It's 42 degrees at 817. Oh, maybe if we had a little snow, it would feel a little bit more like Christmas time. But instead, we've got fog kind of drizzling out there. It's cloudy and gray. We're only going to get up to about 46 degrees. Then tonight it's going to get windy. We've got a few late night snow showers down to 30 degrees. Tomorrow we've got some flurries in the morning, but it's going to get really windy. Uh, so much so we're going to have gusts up to about 40 miles per hour. Wind chills are going to be between 10 and 20 degrees, although our high will be 34. Then on Tuesday it's mainly sunny, 36 for a high. Wednesday looks partly cloudy with a high of 43. Thursday, mostly cloudy and a high of 46 degrees. Right now in Delafield, we have 39 degrees. Uh, Wauwatosa is at 42. Sheboygan has 40. Milwaukee's at 42 degrees at 821. And that means it's time to check in with Mark Cass. He's the editor-in-chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal. Finally, Mark, the Milwaukee Common Council approved getting that $15 million grant from the state to demolish and also try to redevelop Northridge Mall. Is it really going to happen this time? Yeah, it's hard to predict this one. I think you and I may be really old when this finally gets done, or maybe I'll be really old when this finally gets ripped down because it's been going on for a long time. The money from the state is going to help. 
when and if they can tear it down. Because as everyone probably remembers, it's in court right now. It's at the Court of Appeals. has not even yet had a judge assigned to it. So you're looking sometime, maybe six months from now, hopefully before a ruling is made. And then, of course, whoever loses can appeal. So the judge rules in favor of the city the owners can appeal. So this could go on for a while yet, which is really, really frustrating. I know for all involved. Obviously, the mall is up for sale again. I mean, the owners are trying to find somebody to own it. They had the deal earlier this year, remember, with Corello, who wanted to do something out there. That didn't work because of the city. So this is still a mess, Libby. And it's frustrating for people who watch it, who live out there. It's something I've been reporting on for 20 years. Think about that. For 20 years, that mall has been vacant. And what that means to that area, everyone's kind of frustrated and wants to move ahead. They now have the money to do it, and they still can't do it. So, you know, hopefully in 24, but, you know, I wouldn't bet the house on it. Well, we've seen some closers, unexpected ones yeah. lately. I can't believe that Engine Company Number 3, one of my yeah. favorite brunch it's... restaurants, closed. Oh, a few man. more in Oconomowoc. Why are we seeing yeah. these closed down? Yeah, this is a real interesting one because, obviously, Engine Company Number 3 had a big following. A lot of people loved it. Brunch place. Really good. They're going to close, and they're just going to work with events. I think a lot of it is staffing. We've really heard that over and over again since 2020 and 2021, what happened. You know, they just haven't had the staff to operate. I think it's also, we're, there's just a lot of restaurants in Milwaukee. It's very competitive. We have way more restaurants in Milwaukee than we should for our size. But I also think it's the economy. It's slowing a bit, not spending as much money for some of us. So I think this is kind of a natural churn. Unfortunately, we've seen some pretty large names that are going to close. There have been a few that have opened. So I think we'll be okay. I guess my concern as we look at 20 is kind of what's the economy going to be. Obviously, everyone was wrong about 23. People thought it was going to slow down. We didn't. But what does 24 bring? So I think you'll see more churn, unfortunately. And hopefully the ones we all love will just continue to operate and be having great food. Let's move over to North Water Street. Lots of good places to go there. But one of the things people are talking about is somebody's interested in using that Marcus Performing Arts parking structure is mixed use. What are they talking yeah. about doing? This is one you and I had talked about a couple weeks ago when we were talking about the site right, that's right on the river, that's right to the west of the site. Now, this is the old old structure there. I mean, a lot of us have parked in that structure. It's not in great shape. They want to rip it down. Looking at a mixed use on the site, there is a number of individuals who are looking at it. One specific one would be mixed use, probably would include a hotel, could include some more residential, you know, maybe some retail on the ground floors, but what people like. Again, that area is really hot right now because of what we talked about with the neutral project, which is right on the river, which is high-end apartments. All the stuff we have on Water Street already, which, you know, has done very well. And I think it seems like all the activity in the area is really happening. And you're seeing a lot of things on Water Street still go pretty strong. You and I talk about apartments every week, right? So we can't go a week without talking about more apartments in Milwaukee. Wait a minute. Do you have a squeaky toy there, Mark? That would not be me. (laughs) That would be two of the dogs I'm watching this morning. I wasn't quite sure, but I know a squeaky toy when I hear it. All right. Yeah, you did. You know, a lot of us have our suitcases packed, ready to travel over the holidays. What's the outlook for Mitchell? Do you have any numbers as far as how many people are going to travel? You know, really about a quarter million are going to travel through the airport between now and the end of the holidays. We've seen the airport in Milwaukee, Libby, has had a really strong 23. We've added new flights, a lot more activity, but we're not yet at the levels of 2019. We've not seen travel of the executives come back. A lot of the travel through the corporates are not come back. So you're seeing a lot of leisure trips, a lot of vacations, things like that. And then the airports are busy. Everyone I've talked to the past weeks who travels said the lines are long. So I think you're going to see that. What I'm excited about is 24 because there's a lot of optimism about adding more flights to Milwaukee. They have what's going on in Milwaukee now to try and have you fly out of Milwaukee instead of flying out of O'Hare, which seems to be having some success so far. So there's a lot of optimism for Milwaukee in terms of our rebound. So I think travel's up, not yet at 2019 numbers, but we are headed in the right direction. Speaking of 24, we know next summer for the RNC, we're going to see a yeah. lot of people flying 
tuning in to Mitchell. You talked with Chief Jeffrey Norman from MPD and a lot of other people involved in security. When are they going to announce what the boundaries of that security zone are going to be and how is it going to affect businesses and people who work downtown? This is probably the number one question I'm asked about the convention. There's a lot of excitement at the convention, a lot of interest in the convention, but it's how it's going to impact me, how it's going to impact all of us. So the security zone probably, I would say by March, hopefully will be released. That's kind of the thought process, March or April. In 2020, it came out in January. The thinking is, as I talked to the chief, it'll be a lot like it was in 2020, which would be the river on the east, be the freeway on the south, the freeway on the west, and maybe a little bit north of the arena on the north. So that's kind of, but again, there's a hard zone and a soft zone, who gets in where, who gets in. So all that's really being worked out. So much interest in that because that's a lot of customers. Obviously, a lot of restaurants impacts a lot of us who live downtown and work downtown. But what they said over and over again at our event this week is we are working hard to ensure everyone has access. Everybody can still operate. Everybody can enjoy the convention. And one thing about it is actually outlined at this event was ways for residents to interact with the convention. They're talking about having some sort of an event or a festival around the convention to show off local firms, show off food trucks, show off retailers allow these people who come in from out of town to see Milwaukee. So really a lot of excitement, Libby, but I think you're going to see a lot more information, I would say, March and April of next year. We're going to get a little taste of a security zone later on this week when the president is in town, so we'll have to use that and see how people react to that one. You know, I've already been asked three times this morning, when's he coming and when can I avoid all the traffic jams that come with it? So I think there'll be a lot of interest in him coming into town this week. And Mark, finally, I want to thank you for giving me a suggestion for your holiday gift. Squeaky toys are going to be arriving under your tree. You know, I love Squeaky Toys. I loved them as a kid. I was just trying to make this interview a lot more holiday festive, right? Sit, Mark, sit. <laughs> there you go, exactly. <laughs> Always great to have you here. Always good to talk to you, Louis. I'll talk to you next week. It's 827. We have 42 degrees. We're going to get up to 46 today on WTMJ. Welcome back to the second half hour of Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. I'm Libby Collins. We've got a very short show this morning because Green Bay Game Day gets underway at 9 o'clock. Well, this past week, as we told you earlier, I spoke with former Attorney General Bill Barr. And um, the primary focus of what he wanted to discuss and and let people know more about was the fentanyl crisis. In a recent Fox News op-ed, two-time Attorney General Bill Barr warned, counterfeit drugs continue to threaten the lives and health of millions of Americans. Joining us on our Tri-County Contracting Hotline is former AG Bill Barr. And sir, what's motivated you to take on this cause? Well, the ravaging of our communities, and especially young people with counterfeit drugs, I think we all know the very acute problem that fentanyl poses and how drugs are being made to look like Adderall, Percocet, Xanax, and so forth, but they actually contain potentially lethal amounts of fentanyl, and that's what's driving all the drug overdose deaths. But there's a broader problem, which is organized crime around the world producing drugs, even drugs like anti-cancer drugs, anti-HIV drugs, and so forth, and trying to uh, insinuate them into our drug distribution system here. And that exploits older people and poses severe health risks to Americans. So we have to get our arms around this, and part of it is educating people. So I really uh, am I'm glad that you're uh, having this program and informing people about this problem. Where are these pills coming from, specifically? Well, the pills that involve fentanyl are coming from Mexico. The fentanyl itself, the precursors, the chemicals that are used to make fentanyl come mainly from China, but they also come from places like India. 
And those precursor chemicals are ordered up by groups that are working for the Mexican cartels. And then the pills are fabricated mostly in Mexico, but they've started to set up some production plants here in the U.S. And they're made to look like and labeled as legitimate drugs, as I said, like Xanax and Percocet and so forth. And then they're they're not distributed in the drugstores. They're distributed over the Internet and through social media. And that's what's causing most of the uh, increase in drug overdose right now. Now, My understanding is that between like 2019 and 2021, deaths from fake pills more than doubled. Was this crisis on your radar while you were heading the Justice Department? Oh, yes. It was overall drug deaths, mainly by opioids. And... When I went into the department, it was approximately 70000 a year, and it was flat initially. And then during the very last part of my tenure, the fentanyl started being introduced in very high amounts. And we actually brought down opioid deaths initially because a lot of those were due to the diversion of legitimate opioid made in the United States and then diverted out of the market. And once we started getting a hold on that, unfortunately, fentanyl started coming in and these Mexican pills. And that's the thing that has been out of control since I left office. We've had the numbers soar now up to 109,000 overdoses, deaths a year, and that's driven by the fentanyl. And in about two minutes, we're going to ask uh, former Attorney General Barr about who exactly is responsible for bringing those drugs into the country and leaving so many people to lose their lives. It's 839, 46 degrees on WTMJ.com. It's 841. Well, if you're expecting nice weather today, forget about it because it's going to be on the foggy, drizzly side this morning. Then it's going to get cloudy with a high only of 46 tonight, windy with a few late night snow showers down to 30 degrees. And then tomorrow that wind chill is going to be as low as 10 to 20 degrees, although we'll only reach 34 with AM flurries and uh, cloudy skies. Let's go back to our conversation with former Attorney General Bill Barr. What are they doing to stop the influx of these counterfeit drugs? Because they are very small, it's not like big bulk packages like marijuana used to be and even the kilos of cocaine and so forth. These are small pills and they're coming over and based on seizures, it's escalating. Now, one thing we have within our control that we could do is secure the border more because a lot of this stuff obviously is coming across the border. And the freer the access to the border, the higher the amount that comes in. So we have to do that. And then we do these investigations of the distribution networks in the United States. And there have been massive seizures. Just the other day in Boston, there was one that, you know, they had enough uh, fentanyl to kill, uh, you know, a lot of the country. Uh, And and, uh, so there are these, we're seizing it. And uh, the United States government is seizing it. But at the end of the day, we're going to have to bring a lot more pressure on Mexico to get control over these cartels because they're acting with impunity down in Mexico. They're not really under pressure in Mexico, and therefore they're free to operate. And we, we have to start pushing the Mexicans to be much more aggressive with the cartels. But on the demand side, one of the most important things is what we're talking about here today 
and explain to young people that they may think they're taking a study drug or a party drug or a anxiety drug, and they get it from a friend, and it's potentially uh, their last moments alive. And when you go outside the authorized system, that is, you don't buy your drugs in a registered and, and licensed drugstore, you're taking your life into your hands. We're talking with former Attorney General Bill Barr. And, sir, in your first term as AG, you wrote a report, and it argued for the case for more incarceration. Do you think that would make a difference in the distribution of these fake pills? I definitely think that people who are involved in fentanyl is is not just a drug, it's a poison. And to me, when you sell fentanyl, it's like shooting into a crowd. You know that you're going to be killing people. And... I think we should have the strongest possible penalties against people who distribute fentanyl and similar kinds of drugs like that. And because there's so much money involved, the temptation is so high because of the money. One of the only ways to inhibit it is to promise very strong penalties. Now, that alone can't win uh, the battle, but it's an important thing that we have to have. Um, now, a lot of the gangs that are coming across uh, the border and, and, and reinforcing gangs that are already here, they're involved in the distribution of these drugs, and we have to go after them, too. There are a lot of steps that we have to take. We have to put more pressure on the Chinese to clamp down on the production of these precursor chemicals and to control their shipments much more carefully so they're not going to the cartels. That's former Attorney General. Bill Barr. It's 845. Coming up, we've got sports on WTMJ. With no Malik Beasley or Chris Middleton, the Bucks had to rely on their younger players in their 146-114 to win over Detroit. And I, but I love our approach of coming in and taking care of business early. The five, first five minutes were critical. I thought we set the tone, and Marjan was a big part of that. I thought we had just great contributions from everyone. You know, AJ coming in, Dre was great. Uh, Bobby had it going. Um, it was just uh, another total team effort, but I-, I love our approach to the Head coach Adrian Griffin, Marjan Beauchamp, and Andre Jackson Jr. scored the team's first seven points as the Bucks tied a team season high. The Bucks are back in action in the second leg of the back-to-back tonight against the Houston Rockets. Coverage on WTMJ starts at 5.30. Brewers closer Devin Williams was named to the All-MLB second team. He finished 2023 with 54 saves and 337 strikeouts. The All-MLB team was introduced in 2019 and combines both the American and National Leagues into two teams of the best players from the previous season. The 6-7 and seven Packers have a long injury report ahead of their contest against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's the nature of our business and you got to get other guys ready to play and um, you know, we're not the only team that goes through that. So I mean, Tampa was missing a bunch of guys last week, um, multiple people on the defense side of the ball. And so we all have we all have our similar issues. Packers head coach Matt LaFleur, defensive backs J.R. Alexander, Darnell Savage, and linebacker Quay Walker all are questionable. Kickoff from Lambeau Field is scheduled for noon. I'm Matt Sossler, WTMJ Sports. Thanks a lot, Matt. I'm Libby Collins, and here's what Bill Barr had to say about former President Donald Trump. Former Attorney General Bill Barr, you have the distinction of serving two non-consecutive terms as Attorney General. Only one other person has done that in the history of this country. I have to ask you this question. 
of all those indictments that former President Trump faces, which one do you think should concern him most? You know, I think the most serious one and the one that I think has the most legitimacy is the one about the documents in Mar-a-Lago, because that accuses him of pretty outrageous acts of obstruction if, if the allegations are true. But on the other and therefore, I think that's the most serious one. But on the other hand, that may not be tried before the election. The one that is more likely to be tried before the election is the January 6th case. And I think that's a harder case. But, you know, that will be tried, and he faces risk in that case as well. I personally think the cases in New York are political, and uh, I think they've actually backfired. Uh, the people who brought them wanted to hurt Trump, and I think they ended up helping him. And I think the case in uh, Georgia is is much too broad and sweeping. So I think the most significant cases are the federal cases. Knowing what you know now, do you believe Donald Trump is fit to be president? I don't think Biden is anywhere near fit to be president, and I prefer not to have Trump as president. I think that there are other Republican candidates who are capable of winning massive victories to serve for at least two terms, and then possibly, like Reagan and Bush, have three terms. And I think we need something like that to turn the country around. And I think uh, that's the most important thing for the Republican Party. And I, I think Trump you know, will have, he may lose the election. And if he doesn't lose, it'll be a very tight election. And I think that that's throwing away a golden opportunity for the Republican Party to make the kind of fundamental uh, change in direction that we need to get this country back on track. So I've made clear that I would rather have another candidate than Donald Trump for the Republicans. But I certainly think that Biden is not fit for the presidency either. And I think our country can do better than a rerun of Biden versus Trump. Generationally, I'm wondering what the hell is going on. I mean, we had three baby boomers in a row, and then we went to somebody who was even before a baby boomer, Biden. It's time for younger leadership to step forward. And that was former Attorney General Bill Barr. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. The following is a paid presentation. Advice and opinions expressed during the Sunday sip are solely that of the hosts or guests, and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC. This is Homer. It is Sunday Sip, and this is special. I know Team Challenge, not for the 40 years they've been around, but I know them. They are the best. Great Lakes Adult and Team Challenge. Carol Burbooch, the recovery coach, is here. Jennifer Harper, the associate director. First of all, congratulations on 40 years. And Jennifer, you want to go first? Sure. Highlight 40 years. I'd say to people, Don King, it, sell it. You don't have to to me, but to everybody else. Yeah, we're excited to hit that milestone. And we've seen thousands of people come through our doors. We take anyone who wants help, um, who struggled with substance abuse, and come into our year-long program and stay with us and get free. All right, Carol, what's the first thing you want to tell everyone? That the program is extremely successful. If you how many, if you need help, just give us a call. And I was like, it's so hard. You've dealt with so many people. It's so positive. But as your group, you've never made it easier than it is, correct? Correct. Just call 748-HELP. We'll have someone, a live person, answer that phone. And application process is simple. Most people can come in in a matter of three to five days of making that phone call. 
And 40 years, part of it now I know is all the donations that people can donate in any way. You have the thrift store where they have some of the greatest prices ever. But what do you say to everyone else to get them involved? Because I think that's one of the things I'd like. More people need to know about Teen Challenge. Carol? So instead of the thrift store, they can also check online. We have an online store where the men make crosses and there's hand-poured candles from the women. I don't want to ask, Jennifer, the best story, but what are the stories of the people that have touched you or what's happened where you say, this is incredible, this is God, this is... Yeah, I think family restoration is the biggest deal that we get to see moms that look like there was no help to just be that traditional mom with her kids back in the home raising her kids and I think of one person in particular where it looked very hopeless and now she's probably five years out has a great job professional raising her children just enjoying her family I don't know where to start because to me it's like I don't want to lead you anyway it's just what what do you want to say what's a story that you think of that just speaks to changing someone's life in such a huge way. That there's always hope. I've seen people go three steps forward, two steps back, just broken promises, but then there's always hope to be restored. And is anything different? or things changing? Jennifer, like we're trying to do this more, that more, or men, more women? Yeah, I think specifically we are really reaching out to the community. So we're out now three days a week distributing food. So you have people that were maybe on the receiving end of getting help now offering it to other people. And that's a big focus for us. Carol, same thing? Or? Yeah, same thing. What are the ages? I think ages are like two to a hundred. There doesn't, it says teen challenge, but that's one thing I would tell. It's not for teenagers only. Right. Our center is 18 and older, so we can refer out if an adolescent needs help. And we're part of a network of 1,400 centers. So our men's center and women's center are both 18 and up. 414-748-HOPE. 414-748-HOPE. Oh, did I say 414-748-HOPE? First, Jennifer, what's the la- what's one thing I didn't ask or you just want to make sure that people are aware of? Just that we don't turn anyone away due to inability to pay. So if you go to greatlakesatc.com, that's our website, if you're interested or want to pass that on to a loved one you're concerned about, there is a fee and it certainly costs us to care for the individuals, but we raise money through different generous individuals and foundations and businesses so that we never turn anyone away. Never turn anyone away. Mm -hmm. And did they come back? Some work after having gone through the program. Is that a part of it that is also special? Absolutely. I'm actually one of those people. I went through the program in 2017 and I came out and now I work there. All right. Last question. What made you come? So many people have this problem. What made you think I need to go to Teen Challenge or I want to go to Teen Challenge? What made you make that decision? Change your life? Well, I was at rock bottom. I had nowhere to look but up. And I know of the success rate and what they have to offer. Did someone tell you? How'd you? My I'm m- always curious. How did you know about Teen Challenge? My mom. And originally said, no, 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 no. <laughs> yes. and, yeah, it was a tug of war back and forth. Carol Bubuch, recovery coach. Did I do that? Barbuch. Barbuch. Okay, I get it. I'll let you say it. You say it way better. <laughs> One more time. Barbuch. Barbuch and Jennifer Harper, the associate director. Great Lakes Adult and Teen Challenge. Learn about them. 414-748-HOPE. Homer, Sunday Sip. Thanks, Homer. Coming up next, it's Green Bay Game Day on WTMJ.